like to welcome everybody again tonight to an episode of the stigma room unlocked i'm here with my brothers y'all can introduce yourselves start here to my left i'm james jd nice seeing y'all again welcome back to the stigma room y'all know who it is Sion. first off let's let's apologize we've been away for a long time but we had some difficulties we had to work through uh but we here now but apologize again to the fan base so we definitely missed y'all and we coming with a heater tonight we come with something special we talking about mental health um even though we're guys we're not just talking about it from the male perspective but we definitely want to cater to that as such but we definitely going to talk about it from as much angles as possible tonight with men's mental health uh, you're going to hear or see us. If you're looking at us from the YouTube video, we come in with a little intro music and outro music. That's why you got to go to our page, check out the RSS feed. We do some music on there. It's special. It's always catered to the theme, always catered to the theme. And we do it special. And we do it special because I've got our engineer, Top Secret Beast, my man Ryan here at Right Way Studio. We yes, always sir. look out yeah, for us. Yeah, we got to give it up. If you're yes, not sir. messing with Right Way when you come to Baltimore, you ain't doing nothing. You lacking. So come through. See my <laughs> man Ryan. He's going to take care of you with an engineering <laughs> tip. But the RSS feed and the, on my uh, page at Rocco Split, that's how we hear the podcast nice and crisp. The YouTube is cool, but the RSS feed, man, is crisp. So, But we're going to jump right into it. Like I said, we're talking about mental health tonight. We've been away for a little bit, and we're going to do it proper. right? So we're talking about a few things. All of us have been going through things, and we know about the stigma room. right? We're talking about things that's uncomfortable. But we want to bring it to everybody with a safe space, right? A lot of times, especially for us as men, we're going through things and we feel there's a stigma behind it. We don't talk about what's going on mentally with us for whatever reason for the uh, various stigmas that's behind it. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. I want to go to my man, James, right? And just, man, just update us on some of the things you've been going through. Man, I mean, life. Life is just busy, man. I mean... It's work responsibilities, family responsibilities. I mean, to be completely honest, there are times when it's it can be overwhelming. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's overwhelming. But it's been productive stuff for the most part. You know, my kids are getting a little bit older, so there's a lot that comes along with that. You know, my own emotions, their emotions, my wife's emotions and mental health. All of that, all of that's going on. All, right. all of that's going on. So we talked a little bit off camera you want to let the the world in just a little bit to possibly what's going on right so we you got girls and boys mm-hmm. is there anything specific that's going on whether it be your sons or your daughters that's like man this is unexpected and we we gotta we gotta deal with it oh definitely a hundred percent um i really think that during the pandemic it really stunted like the social development of a lot of children but not just socially, but their ability to process certain things that happened. Because during that pandemic period, I honestly feel that that kind of put a cap on things that they saw because everything was COVID. Mm -hmm. So then coming out of COVID, and there are so many new things that they're being exposed to and different, they're back around their friends again. So it's different types of things that they're feeling. And I honestly feel that they need to be presented with the space 
wherein they can talk, wherein they can share. And that might not just always be with mom and dad. That might need to be with a professional individual who can help them kind of work through certain things that they're feeling. Um, I actually came across some really interesting material and it mentioned that sometimes kids may mention, hey, I'm feeling sad or, or I'm feeling happy. And it's just like, when you think about it for a moment, there are so many more emotions that they're feeling. They might be frustrated. Yeah. They might be overwhelmed. But as a four-year-old, as a seven-year-old, or even sometimes as a 10-year-old, you don't know how to express those other emotions. Right. So then it may come through in productive or unproductive ways. So it's really trying to balance all of that figure out where they're coming from, figure out what type of help they may need to come to those conclusions and trying to do all of that at the same time as I'm trying to figure out my own stuff. Right. So that's, that's big. That's, that's big. So it sounds almost kind of like you're talking about when you, you said professional help, right? You're talking about therapy, Mm -hmm. right? So that's right away. That's a stigma. Black people in therapy. Mm -hmm. Not only Mm -hmm. that, you're talking about kids. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure y'all came up like I did with you a kid. You don't, you don't feel. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have no worries. You eat free. You live free. Yep. Mm-hmm. Your clothes yeah. are free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, if we can, if we can get a little bit specific, if it's not too personal, James. Like, so what are you specifically seeing, whether it's with your sons or daughters, where it's like, that's a problem that we need to address? Um, I would say in the expression of how they're feeling. So, of course, when your kids are younger, they're going to kind of react to certain things that happen. Like my four-year-old may say, you know, I'm mad, you know, Mm -hmm. fold his arms, you know, he may stomp away. But then you may say, "Okay, well, he's four, so we can work on that and go from there. But then with my older children, it's like, okay, well, now when something is bothering you or you're upset, you can't have the same reaction that he does, that he does. But they might. Mm-hmm. From time to time, they might. Mm-hmm. And it surprises you because you're like, wow, where's this? Wait, where? what happened? Where's this coming from? Mm-hmm. And the thing that I've noticed the most is that sometimes when you sit down and talk to them, specifically me, when I sit down and talk to my older daughters, they don't always know exactly why they responded the way that they did to something that occurred. Mm-hmm. And you're sitting back scratching your head like, man, you, you, you have to know. Like, you feel a certain way about this. But it's a challenge for them to try to articulate it. So that probably has to be the biggest challenge. Because if they don't know, I can only help blindly. I can only help blindly. The other challenge that we've run into is that as it comes to mental health, And them dealing with certain new things that they're experiencing and different ways that they're developing. It's hard as a parent to understand that line between what they need to be disciplined for and what they need help with. Mm -hmm. Because research now is telling us because your child is acting out a certain way in a negative way, that doesn't mean that they just have a behavioral concern. That could mean that they need help understanding or coming to an appreciation of something else. Whereas when we was young, every bad action was because you need a beating. Right. Yeah. You need a beating, you stubborn, you don't yeah. listen, and you spoiled. Yeah. Those was all the things we heard, right? Yeah. But nowadays, we're coming to the understanding that it's not always that simple. So as a dad, that is very challenging 
and close to my heart in dealing with it because you don't like to see your kids going through things that you don't know how to help them with. So that's, that's, that's cool. So I always say, Hey, if for a specific period of time, we need to go talk to somebody else. We're going to do that. We're going to find somebody that works for you. We're going to have you talk. We're going to provide you a space to be able to do that. And we're going to find ways that all of us can cope with these new things that are being introduced into our environment. But I, I love the process, but it can be overwhelming because at the end of the day, you just want the best for everybody in your house. That's what you want. Does that process, like when you see them going through things, especially because you have, you have daughters and naturally mm-hmm. girls are going to be a little more emotional than boys. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Does it ever make you feel like you are uh, like inequipped or make you feel like less than or make you feel like, man, this is just out of my league to handle as a parent when you see your daughters going through these things? Like, do you just like, man, what in the world? How can I help? I'm definitely on the what in the world side, right? but I never feel like I'm unequipped. That's good. And the reason why I don't feel that way is because I recognize that this whole family thing that we got going on, it's a journey for everybody. Yeah. I never had a 10-year-old before. I never had a 7-year-old before. I never had a 4-year-old son before. I never had none of that. So this yeah. is new to me too. I mean, my oldest child is only 10 years old. Yeah. That ain't a lot of time. To figure out how to raise somebody. Like, I still got a long way to go. So I just try to engender an attitude of cooperativeness in the home. So we all stay on the same page in that way, even when one of us is all the way up here and one of us is down here. We got to cooperate and not put an expectation on ourselves that we're going to get all this figured out this year. Because we're not. And then something new going to get introduced next year. Especially... How critical is it for you to keep the lines of communication open with, per se, your oldest compared to your youngest? Like, is it, are you, because your oldest is probably facing more challenges than the younger. Mm -hmm. Do you have different ways in keeping that communication open with them? Bro, it is vital. Vital. Um, My communication with each of my children is different. Okay. And it's not strategic, it's just yeah. how it happens. I got you. So I kind of start from the top down. Because I, I feel like you. if I can get my oldest on board, I can easily get everybody else on board. So for my oldest, it's like, hey, she's at that stage now. She's getting a little older. She's trying to establish some of her independence from her brother and sister. And it's a challenging for her sister right mm. under her. Mm. And her brother is still kind of unconscious of that dynamic. But... It's there. Gotcha. Um, So I communicate her from the perspective of you're the oldest child. I know it may seem unfair, but I am going to expect a little bit more of you. And I'm going to expect more from you as it comes to dealing with your brother and sister. Your younger brother and sister might go like this. I don't expect you to do that with them. I expect you to get a hold on the situation, calm it, and then let's see how we can proceed. And if you need help with that, come grab me or your mom. Mm. My second child... She will follow what her sister does. She's getting to the age now where she's starting to question even what her sister does. So I might be in trouble because I may have to start over because they got differing personalities. And then their brother is a whole whole other lane. Like I need two years before I start raising him. So the middle one, she's the observant one. Oh, she's observant. She's hands down the most observant one. Okay. But not the most expressive. My oldest is the most expressive, right. but not as observant as I her give sister. You that hands down. So it's like, expressive. oh my goodness. So I'm balancing her expressiveness 
with her honesty and observation, with my son not even knowing his true place yet, mm. besides for everybody in his house is older than me, mm-hmm. so I'm him. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then what about from the aspect, right? Because we truly want to talk about this in the adult aspect. Absolutely. Right? How does that weigh on you? Because you got, I think that's one of those lost arts or lost realities, and I can only speak from good fathers and good husbands, mm-hmm. good boyfriends, whatever whatever role you have in the family dynamic as a person, right? Mm-hmm. You realize when you are a good man, you're the foundation. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you hold everything up, you come last. Mm-hmm. How does that play on you? It can be hard. Or, or does it even? Because it may not. Yeah. No, it does. It does from time to time. Mm-hmm. It's not like all consuming, like mm-hmm. we're all the time. Um, But I have conversations with my wife all the time about that. Mm-hmm. And uh, they take she takes it different ways each time. Interesting. She takes it different ways each time. So if we're having a conversation about, first of all, let's let's be clear. Let's put something out there. When it comes to the emotion and talking about how you're feeling about some of the things that might be overwhelming, that conversation ain't never going to start with you. That conversation is going to start with your wife. And then you got to make a decision about whether you're going to bring your stuff up or not. 100%. Yeah, that's, that's You're going to have to make a game time decision to be like, man, you know what? Should I tell her that I've been feeling a type of way about this too? Right. And sometimes when you look at her, you'd be like, you know what, babe? You're yeah. not even in a position to deal with this right now. <laughs> so I'm going to focus on you. Yeah. But guess what? Sometimes that comes back to bite you in the elbow. Because you know what she'll say? Well, you know, I recognize that you got stuff too and you need this and you need that. So I don't want you to feel... Listen, I don't feel no type of way. Because at the end of the day, I got to make for sure that y'all are good. Let me fulfill my role. When y'all are good, maybe we can circle back to the way that I'm feeling about this, that, or the other. But in that moment, I just feel completely indebted to my family first to kind of get that out the way. And then you find ways to deal with your stuff. You know, maybe you could talk to your wife later after the other situations have settled down. Or you may have a close confidant, one of your homies that you talk to. Yeah. And you kind of deal with it that way. You get back to your family fresh. Yeah. And you good. You good. But that that take time. Yeah. That take time. And again, that's one of those things with how you express, right? You put yourself on back burner. Mm-hmm. And depending on what a person is going through, that may or may not work. Prime example, right? With everything I dealt with for the past umpteen years right and i went through specifically experiences at work and personal life that just triggered events for me Mm -hmm. and it put me in a place where i was declining like i was getting really bad mentally to the Mm -hmm. point where probably for about three months i wouldn't sleep for more than an hour or two a day Mm -hmm. For three that's months, crazy. that's crazy. I wouldn't sleep for more than an hour or two a day. Yeah. Like I was going through it, like to the point where I was at a friend's Super Bowl party, and I wore myself out so much mentally up to that point that I literally like just shut down like a computer and fell asleep in the middle of a party. Mm-hmm. Okay. That hour of sleep that I finally shut down was probably the best sleep I got in three months. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I kept putting myself on back burner thinking, again, the stigma as we talking about it. No, it's not It's not manly. It's not masculine to say yeah. something's not right. And I was feeling it yeah. the whole time with everything I was seeing at work. Like, I see a lot of violence mm-hmm. at work. I see a lot of turmoil, a lot of that. Yeah. And you deal with everything you're dealing with in your childhood 
And in your personal life, things that happen, lose family members, et cetera. And I wasn't dealing with these issues. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how bad it was till I was in the middle of it. And once I was in the middle of it, I was still worried about the manly factor and the image of mm-hmm. checking out. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. kept pushing it and pushing it till eventually it had its breaking point. Mm-hmm. And it, it was crazy. Like, I never want to go through that again. You you would say it was just three. What was the duration and time of the lack of sleep, or like the the peak of it? What are you talking the, about? Like from when you started feeling the, the way you felt. I know it's longer than three months. Yeah, but how long would you say it was? Oh, years. Wow. Mm, yeah. Wow. Years. I would feel tidbits of like something's not right. Yeah. Like you 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 may think of a song like a song may touch you in a certain way. You like. Uh, y'all know me. I'm like, oh, this song. I would never express it. Right. But in my head, I'm listening to a song. I'm like, oh, this is bringing out a little more emotions than I want to feel. Mm. Or you're watching a movie and it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, why am I feeling coming from? What's wrong with me? Yeah. Yeah. Tighten up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tighten why up. my eyes about to sweat in the middle yeah. of this movie? Like, <laughs> yep. Why my eyes about to sweat? Let's do it. Because your subconscious can't hide. Your subconscious yeah. can't hide. Like, you yeah. can only take so much yeah. of a mental beating. Yeah. And and that's what it was. And yeah. I was just eventually I got to that point. Now when I hit that three month span, it was horrible. Mm. It was horrible. Mm. Yeah, like I, I had physicians mm. and doctors who looked at me. They were like, "Something's wrong." Mm-hmm. Like just from a physical standpoint, I ain't even talking about therapists or psychiatrists. Just looking at, just checking me out, vital signs, blood pressure and pulse and stuff like that. And they're like. Something's not right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like if anybody, if you ever seen the movie American Sniper where he was sitting there and the doctor, as his wife got checked out, who was at the, um, she was pregnant with a baby and they were doing her vitals and just going through everything. And she looked at him and she was like, are you okay? He was on home from one of his tours. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she was like, have a seat. And she hooked him up to the blood pressure machine and everything. Blood pressure through the roof, pulse through the roof. Cause he had been living so many months on the edge. And that's exactly how I was. That was mm. the exact depiction if you look at Americans like mm-hmm. how I mm. was. Mm. How do you communicate that to your wife? I didn't know how to. Because again, I was so worried about the stigma of one how I'm gonna look as a man, of uh feeling like I'm checking out and not taking care of them. And then also I didn't know how to explain it. And also I came from a a background environment where you didn't explain it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just dealt with it. It was it was just part of being a man. For me, I never want to put my family or make anybody, my loved ones, feel like I've checked out on them. Like a checked out me mentally is a dead me because I'm going to keep giving them everything I have until I have nothing else left because I don't want to quit on them. Mm-hmm. Oh. So trying to find that balance and trying to make sure I take care of myself is, that's a journey I'll be on forever. And mm-hmm. it'll um, it'll always play me to feel like, I need that break mm-hmm. um, because I never want to put any unnecessary pressure on anybody else that I feel like I should take or that I can take. Mm-hmm. I would rather keep it and have somebody else have less strain on them. Yeah. hundred percent. I agree with that. It makes me, it makes me wonder like, you know, I could just speak personally, but I could, I'm the question is still to you. Like Shauna watches my body language, my energy. She can read the room. Well, She's constantly looking at, okay, he's not saying anything, but she's feeling that I'm going through something. And for you to say how you feel 
and not really wanting to it's a challenge and not really wanting to open that and to like when does your wife come to you and say i've had enough you need to really connect with me more so that you guys so you don't feel that it's all on you um cuz this is so it's that's going to be a personality thing right because yours is going to be more assertive than mine right from the emotions right. yep 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 so yep. She will recognize it. And I think part of her tactics is just go do something. Today okay. is your day. Just right. go be by yourself. Just right. get yourself together. I think that's what she started to do more because she's, because we've had that point, yeah. that breaking point, because a lot of times I would just shut it down and not worry about it, thinking that I can just keep pushing on. Once I had that point in my life where I wasn't sleeping and things were, and I was just completely a mess. That's when I had to realize I had to change. Gotcha. 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 And so I remember you were talking about some things you were going through, Sion, with the uh, with the last show. We are talking about you need to change your personality and be more uh, effective in your day-to-day life with how you uh, deal with things. Almost like having that personality like your wife. Yeah. So how's that journey going? Yeah, it's an everyday struggle, bro. It's an everyday struggle. Um... I'm learning from her in a lot of aspects of accomplishing things and setting. I mean, she's so, I got somebody that's very uh, disciplined, you know, in her day-to-day life, her routines, uh, what she expects. And when expectations aren't met, she just moves forward and adapts flawlessly. Me, I be so stuck on first gear sometimes mm-hmm. where I can't even switch gears. And I'm like, I'm, I try to measure myself by what other people, you know, I've, I've struggled with measuring myself, mm-hmm. you know, as to, am I living up? Am I doing everything I'm supposed to? And it's a dangerous thing. Cause she was great. Say it sounded like he was great. Say living up to other people's expectations. Yeah. 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 I've, I've, I've been in that bubble. All right. That's that's been the place I've been a majority of my adult life, mm. you know, a majority. Just trying to, because the start and stop journey for me, not really uh, carrying things out to the end, getting to 60% of certain things in my life and not really finishing, you know, because life gets in the way or I allow it to. It's like even on my way here, I had a crazy day. And then I'm thinking, okay, I don't want to jeopardize certain things, so I'll just back out. And that's that's my life, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't really put myself I've worked to put myself in positions to win. And learning that I'm allowed to win has been the biggest benefit of my maturity. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to, but Sion, what do you have to do to get to this destination? I look at how you carry yourself. I see you you always make sure every objective you told me you're going to walk through it. You're going to accomplish it. You're already telling yourself you're going to you're going to make a plan and you're going to execute it and it's going to be done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't really I didn't really formulate my 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 mind doesn't formulate like that. I've just always been going with the struggle, going with the flow, going with the struggle, going with the flow. So I didn't meeting my wife, watching her my wife walk through a brick wall because she knows she can. 
mm-hmm. and nothing's gonna stop her. Me, I, I, I kind of don't really watch my life like that. I've, I've kind of always been accepting of this is just the circumstance. This mm-hmm. is just the situation, and not really knowing there's a better way out. Just the determination to finish. So where's that? Where do you think that aspect comes from? Because that's that's got to be serious for you mentally because life is going to present its challenges no matter what comes your way mm-hmm. so where do you think that's coming from where you see an obstacle and it's like well i gotta take another route and it may be the long or here's the obstacle i just may not finish i gotta move on to something else man where do you think that's starting from origin man i <clears throat> that's something that i can't even I can't even pinpoint it, man, to be honest. I can be honest with myself. I just think emotionally aspect of that, it sucks to even try to process how far back I got to go to realize where that started because Mm -hmm. I feel it's childhood. I feel there's things where I think for me, I could put myself out there like in middle school. I remember, um, and I'm not going to get all the way in, but I'll give you guys my truth. I remember in middle school and pulling me out of gym class, right? They're like, hey, we think you need to go in a slower pace, slower setting for school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, what? Like, I just want to ball with my boys right mm-hmm. now. Y'all take me out of PE? Y'all crazy? <laughs> Y'all want to put me in these classes? So Y'all crazy how many layups did you miss before they pulled you out? Dog, right. dog, I was, I was not focusing them little whatever. I wanted to get back in the court. <laughs> So I'm like, what are they doing? And that was that was kind of where I I didn't really know, but like in middle school, I felt like, and then in high school, I felt like I wasn't good enough. And it came from an economic standpoint, it came from an academic standpoint, came from a physical standpoint. I never felt like I was good enough. I remember my brother and I love this guy to the moon because he told me, I remember I had insecurities and it was just a lot of things where I felt like I wasn't good enough. Like I, it was the neighborhood I lived in because mm-hmm. I, I went, I, it was different demographics in my school. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I, I couldn't talk to certain class of people eye to eye, even right. though we, mm-hmm. we were the same. I, I just felt like I couldn't. And I, I, it was crazy. You a sociable person. I am. I am. Always been. Always been. I'm I've been sociable my whole life. My dad's been his whole life. Sixty mm-hmm. some years. He's he's who he was and he passed that on to me. I remember I talk I used to talk so much. I got a thief back home stole. <laughs> I invited a thief into my <laughs> driveway to steal something from my house. I talk. Ask my brother, man. Y'all gonna be the y'all. That's that's. It's bad, right? I I talk somebody into stealing out of my house. You know, say third world country. Shout out Guyana, but uh, that's that's the truth. Wow. I've always been, but I never thought I was good enough, man. I never. I always felt like that was motivation for me. And when it was time to go against maybe any type of competition, I always felt like I was the underdog. Mm-hmm. You know, even if physically, whatever, we had a better team or whatever, I always felt like I was the underdog. It's just, it's been my life, man. So I, I didn't really know 
that I could put myself in a situation, in a position to feel like I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I always felt like it was an uphill battle my whole life. I always felt that way, yo. I never felt like I was good enough to be at a position where it's an even playing field. Mm-hmm. I just never felt that way. I never felt mm-hmm. that way. Like, I, I, I've never felt that I met, I mean, coming to this country, because I'm not born here, I felt like I had to properly learn how to say certain words. Properly, like, dog, we came into this country, about seven of us, in a one-bedroom apartment. Like, coming from a house back home for right. a one-bedroom apartment in right. Brooklyn. So, like, I always had the desire and the hunger. And, and I'll just tell you guys, man, my brother, he came over the house last year. And we spoke. And he's like, Sian, I've been waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Like, to un- unleash the beast. Like, dude, you know where we came from? Right. You know how smart we are, mm-hmm. what we can do, what we can accomplish? Like, in a secular aspect, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. Like, he's like, I've been waiting for you. And I was like, dang, I never thought I was good enough. So I mm-hmm. always, like, dog, I've always been, even though as talkative I, as I am, mm-hmm. I've always kind of put myself on the back burner to realize what I can excel at, what I can accomplish, how smart I am, how good I am. Like, people have to tell me that mm-hmm. to give me the motivation and the confidence. Mm-hmm. I never had it. Just being truth, like, I could say I am who I am, but I have to build that character. Yeah. It's like a build a bear. That's interesting. As well as the, like, so everybody has their gift, and you gotta recognize it, mm-hmm. right? So like, I think both of you two are very social. I'm not a sociable person. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm a worker. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you, I feel like you put me up against anybody, I'm gonna outwork them. Right. I'll never really out talk anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not a marketing guy. I'm not a sales guy. I'm right. I'm none of that. Right. But I will out physically work you. Right. For some reason, some people will look at their flaws and they let it motivate them mm-hmm. and they let it drive them to success because they keep working. Some people, just like you brought out Sion, will look at their flaws and it makes them, they just fall back. They right. fade to black. Right. It's like, oh, I can't do that. Nope, can't do that. Nah, not good at that. Right. It's just crazy how the mental health aspect of it will trigger some people to do better and push harder. And to practice and get in, and work on their flaws, but to some people it will withdraw them and make them feel less confident, be within their shells. And it's like I don't know, maybe for you, is it a fear of failure of trying to push through and and work on what you're not good at? I just I never. Dang, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I I could since you mentioned physical, I'll just go with that. Like. <laughs> Nat, I'm a natural athlete, gifted. Okay. I feel like people who have known me and anybody could jump on this RSS feed on the comments, but hey, they'll they'll tell you I was an athlete. Okay, in in my right, mm-hmm. in my space, right. The people I was, we all had our prime. Yeah, we all had our prime, right? And talking to a guy, man, and he's like, "Yo, you remember back in high school, how you used to be?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, those are just natural. That was just yeah. natural. The six-pack, the muscles, the speed. I, those were all just things I did. I was natural. Right. But like in my adult life, I just moved completely away from that. And I just didn't really understand that the things that I would just naturally do and go exercise and work in that aspect of it, I always had it. Mm-hmm. 
but I never really knew, understood the work behind it, the science behind it. Like no one's ever trained me to do anything from a sport perspective. No one's ever sat me down, be like, hey, this is how you shoot a jump shot. Nobody has. So I never really, I knew I could do it off of just my natural abilities. Now as an adult that I'm not in that physical like I'm not in that physical space anymore. Yeah. I don't have that youth and that energy anymore. I feel like I'm lost mm. because I don't really, I haven't had anybody really put me under their wing and show me. And I didn't have the drive to really learn it on my own. So now it's like watching other people accomplish certain physical things. Like, yo, I got people that be like, yo, I could lose 20 pounds in six weeks. Mm-hmm. I could get this six pack back, and I'm just like, yo, they understand the science, right? But I can't carry it out, like, dog. I've started, I've stopped and started, stopped, started a lot. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? Because, yeah. but I, I just can't put myself. Start your diet on Monday, done by Friday. Done exactly. by Friday, yeah, dog. Right. Yep. Done by Friday. Right. You know, burger Saturday morning, like. Saturday so here's morning. a real thing, right? Yeah. Because everybody's gonna lose the physical at yeah. some point, right? Yeah. How do you think that's plagued you professionally? Hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've, that thing, you're doing good. Um, I think, man, I have people, man, like I said, I get a lot of confidence from my peers, you know, in a professional setting. I have people tell me that I'm one of the greatest to ever do what I've done mm. and how I've done it. Okay. And growing a business from 1 million to 10 million in three years. Mm-hmm. Like people like that's unheard of. You know, and I've did it. And I've did it with a, a a bunch of people that we've worked as a team. But I did that. You know, I, that was on my watch. And it's like to have, for me thinking, I've poured my all into it. And then sometimes not really get back from maybe the higher ups or whatever. Like, hey, we're going to go in a different direction. It's like, yo, are you crazy? Right. Mm. Have I really marketed myself well enough to show my value? Oh, and okay. I think having creating value is very important in my field of work. Mm-hmm. Very important. If you don't create value in yourself, making fifty k, you create value in self two fifty mm-hmm. because you're going out in your marketing, you're yeah. going out into and you're creating value for whatever it is you're promoting. Like you're gonna be the best at what you do mm-hmm. because you're confident in your ability. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I've lacked that confidence in my own ability Understood. that was given to me. Mm-hmm. People are like, yo, you got a gift. You could talk to people. You can make, you can sell to people. You right. can endorse this product and show why they need it and convince them. And I've never really been on the other side to hear myself. Mm. Now tell me why is that though? Because you work in a, you in somewhat you're in sales. Right. The numbers don't lie. Right. Why is that? Where is that coming from where you had that mental block where it's like, regardless of the proof is on the paper, the proof is on the pudding, we hear the same, right? So where is it coming from that roadblock where it's like, yo, I, I am that guy in this field, or I did do good, or like the proof is right in front of my face. Right. I, what more, where is it coming from? And let me ask you this too. What do you think more would help you? I think... I mean, it's always, for me, it's always, comp- at the end of the day, it's competition. Um, 
I mean, I've had it all, man. I've had it all. I think I've had owners, man, I had owners coming down to hug me. That's how well I stored it. During COVID, us and out of like 10 stores, we were the only one, the only ones that kept growing mm -hmm. through the whole pandemic. You know, so what would help me personally, I think is just kind of relying more on myself because I don't need, I've come to find out I can make my money and to venture into my own business and to start a legacy for myself. That's what I think the motivation aspect of it is now having kids. Okay. Um, to really create a legacy. Dog, I'll tell you guys, man, Antigua, a lot of people know my father just from his work. Okay. From the person he is. Mm -hmm. I had a whole other family, never met my dad before. Never, didn't know that, they're like, hey, that's your dad? Let me show He's built all these houses. He's done all this work. And it's because of the name. So my last name, it carries weight mm -hmm. from where we're from. Like, it carries weight. So I always think about that. I'm like, dang, I can be that in a different avenue. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of getting that confidence, man. So do you think there's a missing link maybe like with the uh like you talked about there's a whole different side of your father and how he was and the confidence that he, your father was a confident person, I'm assuming. Absolutely. Do you think there's a missing link of whether if you grew up around your father or not, if you want to tell the viewers, yeah. do you think that would have helped? Absolutely. Bro, I had my my dad told me when when we spoke, I think I mean I could count them both hands. You know, how many times we spoke um, face to face. We probably spoke a lot young when I was younger, but um, in my adult life and learning from him, like it was so short, you know, um, until it, when he passed away years ago. So, I, man, I, I would, <laughs> I'll tell you guys, man, I, I yearn for the not from the knowledge. I yearn for knowledge from older men. Okay older, wiser people, mm -hmm. man, you should see me. One of my closest friends is in his seventies, you know? So, um, somebody that I hold dear to me, these are people in their seventies mm -hmm. and I, I call them. I want to learn from them. So like I always yearn for a father figure. Always have dog. I always have, I always have. Unfortunately, growing up, my brother was the father figure. Mm, and okay. it was too much responsibility for a teenager to have. How many years apart are y'all? We're six. Okay. okay yeah, Five and a half. That's six, a big difference. Okay. You know? So he was always the the father figure. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So now, yeah, I wish I wish I had that foundation for having a father for real. That could have been the missing link. Probably. Now, what do y'all think about when it comes to Becoming becoming aware of your mental. When did you guys come become aware of the fact of the need to take care of your mental health? Let me start with whoever wants to go first. Matter of fact, I'll just give you a month and a year. October twenty one. Mm. Why October twenty one? October twenty one. That's when I broke. What happened? Yeah, I broke. Um, I had a I don't know if it was a midlife crisis or something, but um. Can't be, because you're not 
Middle uh, age. No, yeah. he had a he had a mid a mid thirties. <laughs> mid thirties. Mid thirties crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty four. Yeah, I was, I was going through a lot. Okay. Um, just from, I mean, I might have spoken spoke about this. I think I spoke about this on one of our first episodes where, um, not really at a moment where you're not really sure where you are. You know, and I remember my this is just very brief. My wife said, Sion, think about something you want to pass on to your son. Mm-hmm. And I started to cry. Not in mm. front of her, not in that moment. But later on, I'm like, what do I have? All I do is work. So, like, I realized I have to start creating a legacy, something to pass on. And I had someone tell me what my legacy is rather than me figure it out on my own. Now, I ride with what he said because it felt so good hearing him say it. Right. He gave you that validation. Gave me that validation. Yeah. That's what you're longing for. That's what I'm learning from my whole life, validation. Dog, I'm always like, yeah, that's that. I've always yearned for validation, man. Always. It's scary because it's like the one person that should have been validating me wasn't there. Mm -hmm. As a man. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking at my son, dog. Dude, it messed me up. Last week, I'm just giving it to y'all quick. Dude, the night before my son's first day of school, everybody's supposed to know this, but I'll tell it because my truth. I'm crying in my room. I walked upstairs, I'm crying. My wife's like, are you okay? What's wrong? What's wrong, Sian? Are you okay? Did somebody die? What happened? I begin to tell her, this is the last day, this child, before he walks into, goes on that bus to pre-K, this is the last night that he is not linked to anything. He's going to work or go to school or do something that he's associated with for the rest of his life. And he's four. Mm-hmm. My dad wasn't there to watch me grow. I'm making sure that his steps is, is well, I'm informing him. I'm being, I'm going to be there to watch him dog he walked on that bus he reached back for his mom's and i'm like she's got him ready for this moment this moment he will never ever things would never be the same after he jump on that bus i'm like yo maybe he could be homeschooled for another year i'm freaking out i'm like <laughs> you know what i'm saying keep my boy home <laughs> free jace you know but he had to grow up mm-hmm. he had to grow up this is the life course so, like, to watching my son have a father and for me not to have one, dog, October 21, man. Mm. October 21, up until this moment, dog, I didn't know how much of what I had to give this guy. And now watching him wanting to be like his father and daddy this and daddy that, dog, I never had, I, I yearned to watch to look up to somebody. I'm looking up to people that I'm meeting two days a week, a Tuesday and a Sunday mm. to be like, Oh, I want to be, I'm reaching out, but I'm not getting the knowledge I need from these men yeah. every day. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting it. Now I got to create a legacy off of what am I building? What do I know how to build? How am I behaving? What am I be like, what am I going to do structurally in this household that I've never had to do before? Or I never watched a man do before. I want to say, what are you going to give your son? I'm going to give him the world. But I have to show him how to be a man. I have to show him how to work. 
I have to show them how to do things around the house. Mm-hmm. I have to. No, we fixing the car together. So October 21, when my wife posed that question to me, my life would never be the same because I knew my responsibility. I owe it now. Where am I going? I can't go anywhere else. I'm indebted to these two kids. That's why, like, every day, people talking about, oh, nah, be home. Be with them daggone kids. I know they're getting, I know they're running you crazy, mm-hmm. but be with them because they're learning from you. Yeah. They're learning from so October 21, man. I know the floor is yours, my brother. Nah, I don't have no date. <laughs> I don't have no date. Yeah. Um, but I think the journey for me started when I started to meet the Ball series. Yeah. And I was talking to so many people um, just in preparation for the show. Um, and my focus was, it was their businesses initially, but then it kind of morphed into something else where I actually got more into their why, why they do certain things. And it was a common theme that I kept coming across. And it was like a lot of people still trying to find themselves and what they do, but more importantly, in their life in general. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, nobody's got it figured out yet. Mm-hmm. And then I started to think, wait, hold up. I'm asking these questions to all these people and I can't answer those questions for mm-hmm. myself. So then as you start to think mm-hmm. that way, or as I started to think that way, I said, man, I don't have that much confidence in me and what I think I can offer. But I'm a person who's very good at making you feel like I do. Now, when you say that, I hate to cut you off. When you say what you think you can offer, you mean that in like from a husband, a person, a father? You're talking about just like life. In oh, general, I'm talking like about everything. Think. I'm mm-hmm. talking about being a husband, a father, uh, secularly, as it comes to my professional career. Wow. Everything. I'm letting it all hit me at one time. Because I wanted to circle back to something that Sion mentioned earlier about kind of like that process of starting things and then stopping it Uh or just kind of falling apart. Like, that was me. That Mm. was me. Like, when you said that, like, that resonated with me because I understand how that feels. I'm now getting to a point in my life where I'm really setting my mind on certain things and, and getting it done. Accountability. Because I'm holding myself accountable to do it. But how that relates to the question you just asked and then comes right back to me is that I was not sure of who I was. I knew who I I knew who I grew up to be, someone who certain things came from came easy for me. Mm-hmm. A lot of things in my life at the beginning were very easy for me. Mm-hmm. Y'all know how I grew up. I didn't grow up in no bad environment. I didn't grow up in no bad neighborhood. Right. I grew up where Things just happen now, of course, behind the scenes. Dad and mom is working real hard to make for sure that it's like that. But it wasn't like nothing else that I was missing. So it's just like life is like easy, 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 easy. And then I get the job at NASA in high school. I remember that. In high school, I get a job at NASA. Yeah, that's dope. The National Aeronautics and Space Administration in high school as a student. I was 16 years old. And I was like a secretary. I did like travel orders, but... Fun job. Yeah. I was there for six years. And then it just came a point where that ended. And I'm like, well, what's next? I think I did like 30 jobs after that. 
30 jobs after that trying to figure out what what am I really doing like yeah. and the worst time was when I was working at one job and I lost that mess right before my wedding Ooh. it's crazy Ooh. I lost tough. it right before my wedding so a lot of things worked out but it was a very tough process going through that because in the midst of that you're trying to figure out I can't put the blame on everybody else in these situations. Right. I did something or didn't do something. So then that journey of trying to figure out what that is. I get married. I have my first child two years later. Oh my goodness. What am I doing now? Yep. My wife is working. I'm picking her up from work. Yep. And I got a baby. Yep. I got a baby, man. And you okay. still lost. I'm still, mm-hmm. I'm still lost. Yeah. I'm still lost. That's two years. I'm still yeah. lost. Yeah, that's crazy. Three three years after that, um, I was in a much better space. Yeah. That's when I first started working for early. And I had my second child. So now I'm getting myself, but I'm killing myself at work. Yeah. Because I have a focus now, but it's still not directed. I'm just doing it because it's like, yeah. I got to do this. I got the two kids now. Blah, 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 blah. And then my wife gets pregnant again. And I'm like, she just sneezed in there pregnant. You had nothing not to do. With you. You just, yeah, I had nothing to do with it, man. It, not just, you. it just happened. It was like in the uh, Andre 3000, a prototype video. Oh my! It was God. like that, yo. I just touched you, her stomach. You really? Oh, yeah. So what happens? <laughs> so what happens is it's like okay. So by that time, I had heard about the uh, opportunity that I'm in now, um, and I was just like, man, this might be it. So it's like. I had to really sit down and discover who I really was so that I didn't have to pretend who I was. Even if that person that you're pretending to be is the person you want to be, but I wanted to feel it for sure inside so that I knew it was uh, legit. So that I knew it. So now, so now guess what? Here's the beauty of it. To me, boy. So guess what that is now? Now I know who I am and I'm completely comfortable with it. So now I found that now the goals I set when I changed that mentality, everything changed for me. Everything changed for me. I want you to speak. What was the mentality? What was the mentality that switched? I want to make sure I capture that. When? That's, what is the mentality? The one that I have now? Yeah. Like, what? When you, like, because I'm, I'm going through that now. Mm-hmm. I'm going through that same exact situation. I think I've mentioned it to you before. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going through that same exact situation. I've created enough value in this particular trade that I've currently been in and what I've wanted to do. What gave you that mentality that you are the person that you sought out to be? Or not even that you sought out to be, that you found out that you are and you're content with. Mm -hmm. What does that mentality look like? Man, it's just the mentality of this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. So you set your sights on it. No outside noise, nothing. Got it. Now, I love what I do. Gotcha. Like, so much so to the point now that I'm about to do it on my own. Gotcha. Gotcha. But you got to be really sure. You really got to dig deep and see what it, what it is that Sion is yeah. and what he wants to be. Right. First to himself. Right. I can't help my wife and my kids. I can't be nothing to them. If I don't know who I am to myself. Right. And then like you're saying with your son, my son's not going to have nothing to identify with. If his dad doesn't even know. Right. 
Think about it for a second. Right. If our dads don't really know who they are, or they're still trying to figure out so much while they're raising us, sometimes that can take away from what they can give us. So then you might be left with something you got to figure out. And it might be a very small thing. Maybe it was the emotional perspective. Because come on now, all of us, did we did we really get that? Like the emotional side of things? Like, did, Heck no. Did, I got it did, from my mom. Did, yeah, from your mom. Oh, yeah. But from your dad. Yeah, no. You got to get... That's my struggle. Yeah, because yeah, this generation now, now, guess what yeah. we on? We want our sons to be, they want, want them to grow up to be men, right? But guess what? We recognize now that a part of that is that they also got to be in touch with how they feel. And people are terrified of that mm-hmm. because they feel that in the world, they're going to eat him up. But are they? Because if he's strong enough and what he feels about himself and he is in touch with his emotions, that's going to make him an amazing man. May they be probably be better men than we are. If there's a balance, right? Mm-hmm. Because make no mistake, mm-hmm. as we talk about in this stigma for him, you, mm-hmm. you definitely can't go around this world as a sensitive man. Right. That, wait, that wait, 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 hold. Yeah. What, what, but, okay, elaborate. So what I mean is like showing the inability to handle and process your emotions Everything's upset you. Everything is a conversation to the point where, let, let's say statistically, or when you're with a woman, she feels more of a man than you. That's Got what it. I mean. So, 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 you, so you guys are dealing with the manifestation of emotions because I'm super sensitive. But if I don't want you to know it, you wouldn't know it. Yeah, but I don't think you're more sensitive than your wife. No. Well, no. That's what I mean. No. But I mean, well, I, I, still so, think, I still think, though, that in comparison to some other men, they might say, Oh, it's probably pretty close. Like I don't know, but I would say clearly you're more sensitive than me. But that's what I mean. Right. I think a little bit more so, than me too. Right? Who me? Yeah. A little more emotional yeah. than you? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about that. On the way. I think y'all probably neck and neck. Yeah. We neck and neck. So we we gonna finish. We put my head on we, this we, micro. We, we gonna finish this <laughs> you way. The, you the made yeah, our the, engineer fall hey, out the chair. Hey, listen. Hey, li- hey listen. Boy. Hey, listen. Boy, hey, listen. This this was don't the, play me. Hey, 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 top. This is the worst part. Listen to what I'm saying. Yo, I'm man. looking at top fall. Listen, top to listen, die. listen. But this is yeah, what got crazy. This, this is what guys like Marcus do. Because yeah, you see what he did there. Yeah, I know. He's you see what he did there. Antagonist. Because you know what we did. Antagonist. We just proved his point. Yeah. Because he said y'all might be neck and neck. And what do we do? We laughed, but that was an emotional response. Wait, for real? You you think I'm more sensitive than him? Yeah. Like, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. You're more sensitive than me. They arguing about who. We arguing about, about who more who's more well, sensitive. You know what? I um, it's a gift, man. That's how I got my wife, man. It's not a it's not a, a bad gift. thing. It's a gift. That's how I got you, baby. It's when a bad you, thing if you're you... Marcus. No, in all honesty, I'm telling you, like in some aspects, I never told y'all like I admire how you guys can express yourself because for me, it's always the stigma of be a man don't show those emotions and it hurts you in some ways so like when you were talking earlier i said that's one of my biggest struggles like with my son so and as you were talking like you were saying see as you were talking about being trying to be something you didn't see yeah i think that's a lot of men mm-hmm. problem yeah right especially because you have so many broken homes and even for those who have fathers in the home maybe your father worked like a dog because that's all he's seen yeah Right, so it's easy to be what you've seen. The trick that makes you better than the past generation is to be what you didn't see and take it to mm. another level. Yeah, man. And that's where I'm at. Yep. 
I know what it's like to go to work. I know what it's like to provide. I can do that all day. You ask me to do a hundred hours a week, I can do it. Mm-hmm. But the trick is when my son is crying and the reason that I can't figure out or reason that may seem trivial to me is to bring myself down to his level, to bring myself down to a toddler level and to comfort him and to be able to help him to see it's okay to be on that child's level to help him see like, hey, dad is scared for you as well. Mm-hmm. You don't have to always run to mom. There is there is boundaries and limits and balance to it because you're not going to be a crybaby because you're still a boy that I have to raise you to be a man. Yeah. But... I can't treat him like he's in his 30s. I can't treat him like he's one of my peers. Mm -hmm. I can't treat him like he's on the street because he's still my son. So even now at this point, like I'm working on that immediately to help him to try to be better than what I've seen and be better than what I experienced. And it's hard because that's not who I am. Even with my my wife, like I have to be different from what I've seen. Like I have to cater to certain emotions. I have to cater to certain feelings. I have to express myself and talk when I don't want to talk because it's just a mental tear and it's, it's, it's not easy. It's probably more of a strain to talk about it than it is for me to not talk about certain arguments or things that make me uncomfortable because that's just not who I am. Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you imagine? I'm just going to put myself in Marcus's because me and you are very mm-hmm. similar. We're mm-hmm. neck and neck, remember? Mm-hmm. So... Can you? Yeah, I got to get y'all on that one. He did it but, again. But, yeah, I know. He did it yeah, again. We're going to be talking I'm about play. this at dinner. He got I'm triggered. A I'm a, yeah, it is super triggered. Yo, that's man. like, you know, 23 is a trigger word. Like, got him. Bow. Got him. He's triggered. He's about to jump. But, um, like, can you imagine, James, we're going to, I'm going to play into this, but it's going to be directed to Marcus. <laughs> okay. Can you imagine his wife could say, Oh, you don't care. Marcus is probably in his head because he's analytical, hundred percent. He's like, the rents, the mortgage is paid, the bills are paid, the kid is taken care of, there's groceries in the refrigerator, the lights are on. He's thinking about it, hundred percent, as to handling. All of the different responsibilities mm-hmm. he cars has. Cars in the driveway. The cars in the driveway. Insurance is Insurance paid. Insurance is paid. Clothes on our back. What mean? What makes you think? How could you tell me I don't care? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the angle she's coming at it is different than the factual of everything, because he's literal. He's he's looking at physically. Look at the space. Everything's taken care of. What do you mean I don't care? Why do you think I go to work? But to be in tune with with your emotional side and moving past what you didn't see how hard is it for you now to to meet the other aspect of what she's saying it's very hard because it's not who i am and it's almost like it's not i feel like it's almost not this may be crazy and I'm, I'm hesitant to say it. It's almost not <laughs> what I need. Mm-hmm. It's not what I need, but I know it's what's needed yeah. to have a healthy relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I could get up, go to work, make sure everything is paid, and I can live my life like that till my heart stops. Yeah. But to come home and talk about emotional things and aspects and talk about and be aware of the mental. Even if I never dealt with anything that mentally scarred me in my life, I could do it. Right. It causes me more pain 
which is why we're sitting here today, because I recognize, again, it's not what I need, but it's needed to sit here and discuss it. I would be perfectly fine with going to my grave with everything buried that ever bothered or triggered me in my life. But it's not right. It's not what's needed. So for me to to live how I naturally am, that would be perfect. For, for you, for you, yeah, it yeah. would be a hundred percent perfect. Yeah. Like I would yeah. just deal with it. I yeah. would just take a leave and headache medicine. I would go right. to the gym. Right. I may drink myself right. to uh, some nights till I go right. to sleep. Right. <laughs> and that would just be what it is. Yeah. I would just be a man from the sixties yeah. or the fifties, yeah. right? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. But yeah. I would never maintain a healthy relationship like that. No, yeah. no way. Yeah, that's Ever. crazy. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm glad you said that because oftentimes and not we all have we all like we all have to adapt like dude I'm looking at my wife and she's changed but then she's looking at me and she's like dang Sion you got a lot more to say now <laughs> she's like oh at first she's like I don't like it because <laughs> I'm making her feel like dang like you were such a, you were so agreeable now you're you're more opinionated as to how you feel but it's i can like you're 11 i could kind of see how she's appreciated you're mm-hmm. nine and 20 and 21 it was a explosion i came out the shell it was like i had a coming out party mm-hmm. that i actually have a voice mm-hmm and I've been so agreeable with everything she said for so long that I'm like, I can't live this way. And it's truly how I feel. I can't live this way because I have to let you understand where I'm coming from, from what it is. If you think that I'm going to sit back here and not say anything, that's why I need the mental health because I've been a hush Trying to like you, cause you you, we're so alike. I can piggyback off of you, cause mm-hmm. you say it first. That like, oh yeah, James said it first. Ha! Huh? I don't gotta be the one. But you, you got this image of mine first. Oh yeah, yeah, boom! Exactly. There we go. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, take that. I happily do it. But can you imagine you're saying that you're you're working on this aspiration to be somebody or to do these things and to put on that front. Dog, I can't live that way anymore. I can't, dog. I, I can't because I'm in the skin. I'm the one with the internal thought, internal thoughts of what I'm thinking. Like, dog, it's in my head. Mm-hmm. So I can't live my life in my head. I got to go out here and live. And you said it. You want, you want, you're, you're matured. You've come to a point where you know what you want. You've, you've, you've accepted this is what it's gonna be. Now ride with that. Mm-hmm. Ride with it. But if it changes, ride with that too. Mm-hmm. It may not be the end all be all for what you're trying to do secularly or whatever. Because real talk, there's real money out here. You can adapt, you can adapt again. Mm-hmm. But you got to have that confidence in yourself to be able to turn oh, that page and adapt. I've watched him adapt three times. Mm-hmm. Man, I've changed three different professions. <laughs> Three, and I don't know before because his dad, they had a shoe business. Mm-hmm. And so it's four. You know, watch him. This man do four different things and be great at each one. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I want to understand that logic of the confidence he has. It might have took a little while, but the nigga made a plan. Mm-hmm. I want to have that ability mm-hmm. to make a plan and to accomplish it and actually be it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So for me, for that aspect, and I'm not special by any means in anything that I do, but I have a bigger fear of failing than I do of anything else. I can't look at myself in the mirror, let alone anybody else, and say, I didn't do it anymore because I quit. Just because I didn't have the power to finish. Don't get me wrong. There have been places and jobs I have left and I have quit because it wasn't right and how they were running the business and how I felt. Or I felt like I didn't have the proper value there as me an employee. Right. But to have an objective and to quit, mm-hmm. I can't live with it. Yeah. That to yeah. me, like that, like, and that's in anything. Like, I don't care if I'm like, I'm saying I'm going to mop the floor. I'm going to mop the floor. There's right. nothing else that's going to stop me from mopping the floor. It doesn't matter if a diaper needs to be changed. It doesn't matter if I'm receiving 50 phone calls. It doesn't matter. The objective of the day was to clean the house, to mop the floor, to clean the bathrooms. It has to get done yeah. and it's going to get done. So for me, my biggest fear of failure is what drops me. Oh. Oh, mm. I wish I had that. Just that different. My gift is mine. I accept my gift. You know what I'm saying? But sometimes the object- objective in accomplishing that on a day in, day out is sometimes what I think I wish I had more of. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Not saying that it's that's. It's one over the other. It's just more or less you're looking at someone who's personality type. Mm-hmm. That can just accomplish it because of their person. Dog, not the physical ability, the yeah. mental aspect. Because you will it. lose the physical. Yeah. yeah. It's the mental, it's you know bye-bye. what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But it's like that. we can drive ourselves so f- past what we think if we have that outreach mentally to be like, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. That's the objective. There's nothing's going to get in your way. Point blank. Book closed. Sometimes you want that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Just the book closed aspect of it. So you could just move forward with your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I think that I just think that that angle of a different personality type is it motivates me. Like you're saying what motivates you. That motivates me to be like, I want to be more structured in that regard that's what goes back to my relationship with my wife who is yeah i think one of the things that helps too when you realize the aspect of time time is the one of the most valuable priceless things yeah it's probably number one it's valuable and priceless time does not cost you anything but if you waste it it will cost you everything so don't waste it if you have the opportunity and time to do something get it done Because time will not wait for you. Life will not wait for you. It will constantly throw objectives and things in a way to prevent you from doing what you need to do. You got to push through it because there's another obstacle waiting for you. Even if you say, all right, I'm done with this aspect of the goal and I'm going to just move on to something else because I couldn't complete it. Well, guess what? You're going to find if you had that personality, when you go into something else mentally, something else is going to be right there waiting for you. All right, well, I'm done with this one. I can't accomplish it. I'm going to go into something. Well, something else is waiting for you in that one. And you're going to find that it's going to keep coming. 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 
and it's going to get worse and worse. And the thing about people like that is once you fail, your confidence continues to go down, 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 mm-hmm. and down because you're not succeeding mm-hmm. at anything. So you might as well just figure it out and see it through because you're going to keep failing and you're only going to make your confidence worse and worse. That's true. That's good. That's good advice. Yeah. And now when you talked about, you said you figured out how to be open in your relationship. Right. So let's talk about that from a male perspective and honesty, because that's a big thing. How do you find it to be open and honest from a mental aspect in your relationship? Stuff is easier. Life is just easier. But did you always find it easy? No. To mentally be open. No. And to be able to say. So now, but, but understand what I'm specifically talking about. When you're expressing yourself to something that may not be favorable. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. No. Not not at first. Okay. No. No, 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 no. Because earlier on in my life and in my marriage, I associate a lot of that openness with exposing myself to my wife or others finding out chinks in my armor that I didn't want them to know about. Mm, that's tough. So now I tell you, yeah. I, I hate to cut that's you off, tough. right? That's so I tough. find that wild, right? Because I was at your wedding. Mm-hmm. I think I was at your engagement too. Uh, hopefully. I mean, I, I don't know. I can't remember. We went to the ocean air. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I was there. I remember because that's the only time I've ever been there, so I know I was there. Then. Yeah, this man sung, like sung a song. You said sung, yeah. right? Okay. At the engagement, I don't know if you sung at the engagement. Sung- you definitely sung at it. It might have been her graduation sung- party. You was at her college graduation party? Yeah. Yeah, I, think I, was. I sung to her there. Yeah. My yeah. personality type—that's vulnerable. Yeah. So there's not too much more vulnerability. That's the I hype. Mean, that's the that hype. was public. That's the hype. Yeah. That's the hype. That's he the didn't hype. pull her to the side yeah, and sing a song. <laughs> yeah, that's the hype. He sung yeah. in front of the whole party. Yeah. So to hear him say that is is wild to me. Like, yeah. I don't like. I mean, clearly there are more intimate things, right? Right. But in my perspective, like you sung in front of, I don't fifty people. Yeah. Yeah. Singing. So so. Yeah. I learned to overcompensate. With what I was good at. Okay. So if you overcompensate, you can kind of distract people, you know, from stuff that you know you got to be different on. Now, I'm not talking about crazy stuff. Like I had like some huge secret, like another kid out here or something like that. So I got to overcompensate to. But just when you're not sure of yourself in other areas, especially at that point, professionally, man, I'm going to fall back on what I know. I think I'm a good guy. I like to sing. I came from a musical family. You got your I'm going to I'm a sing to the girl that I want to know that I want to be with her forever. I'm going to sing. So every chance I had, I sang to her. I wrote her poems. Yeah. I, 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 I wrote her letters every Man, chance I got. So, yeah. But once you step outside of that and life settles in, you recognize that you got to have something else past that. Yeah. And when yeah. I figured that out, that was another moment for me because I can't just rely on the idea that I like to talk and I can listen to you. Now I have to substantiate that because I say I love you, but am I showing it outside of the nice poem I wrote for you yesterday? Yeah, yeah no. Am I showing it by adopting those 
qualities, working, diligence, completing things. And I couldn't completely be a complete person until I merged both of those. Mm -hmm. So once I merged both of those, that was my aha moment. Mm. Now you're talking about, I can work with the best of you guys, Mm. but I can also be sensitive with the best of you guys too. So I try to get the whole best of both worlds thing going on. And that's what I'm working on now. Yeah. Yeah. That's That's that's, where I'm at. And I'm, and I'm happy with where I am there. It's It's weird as a man. Right. And I don't mean like, I don't want any woman to take this as disrespect, but when you are really, when you are really in a, a relationship where you have a man who is trying to put his best foot forward and doing things to uh, please you and the family you, as a man, I think some of the wear and tear, you, the wear and tear, the realization is that you realize you have to be a product, a machine that produces results. Yeah, and anything yep. short of that, yep. you feel less valuable, right? So here's the reality, right? We're in some situations. That's a good statement. If that reminds me of something. Your wife or girlfriend or whatever comes home and says, right now, working or whatever, taking care of the kids at home and staying home full time is too much for me. I can't do it. You have the reality job to produce and figure out how can I make this easier for her? Right. If you come home and have that thought as a man that, hey, providing is too much for me and taking the lead and being this foundation is too much for me, you better keep it to yourself. Yeah. Because I don't know too many households where that's going to work out. And rightfully so. Like, your wife is not meant to take that role. Your girlfriend is not meant to take that role. She's not supposed to. But I bring it up from the mental aspect of that's a wear and tear. Yep. You recognize that as a man that you don't have the same reliefs to your opposite gender. And you got to figure it out. Uh I think that's one of the advantages too of why we sit here today, right? Like, don't let it get too much where you're looking for that tap out button. Because you may not have it. Now you got to go through the next umpteen generations or whatever, umpteen decades to try to figure out life. Mm-hmm. And you're broken. Like you just, mm-hmm. I know a few guys, that's just my man, they just waiting to die. Mm. Not because they in bad health. Like, cause they, they, they feel like they have no other options to be able to better themselves. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's, um, because of the stigmas of being open about mental health aspects. Yeah. They don't even know where to start. No. Mm-mm. I mean, it's important while we do what we do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Cause dog, I just looked up. I mean, 40, 40, I mean, in the Afro, in the black community for, a, for a husband and wife to be in a household together and have a child. We're like one of the lower percentages. We're like 43%. Oh yeah. That's, and that's insane. You know, White community is 75. I think white and Hispanic, I think 75 or 67. Between them two, we're 43. We're four out of 10. We're shooting 40, 40% from the three. That's a long three, too. That's a long three. It's We shouldn't. While we setting ourselves up to only shoot half-court threes and trying to make 40%, we got to make it easier. 
we got to work to make this easier to help to help other people like you're saying you got people who want to kill themselves these are able-bodied men which is rare oh we got people wasting away these men are not wasting away he's talking about these are able-bodied men that feel like rather than to break that mold they want to kill themselves Oh, that's the mental struggle we are in today. So what that 43%, what's it going down to? 28? I know numbers. That's my gig. Mm-hmm. Now you're shooting 28 out of 100%. Like, come on. You're not even shooting 30 clip. Below league average. We just keep setting ourselves backward as to not wanting to address the problems because we don't know how to. But you got to figure it out. You have to do something differently to get different results. That's point blank. You have to do, dog, October 21, I had to do something differently because mm-hmm. the result I was getting sucked. Mm-hmm. I was not happy with that result. I was sick of it. I was fed up. I didn't like anything about my life because of that result, dog. So what am I going to do? I can't, I can't set myself up. Dog, I want my son to see me. How am I going to feel like I want to kill myself? But I'm saying that to say there are people that are going through that same motion today. That's why we're here. That is like our purpose in this whole thing. We don't need to figure out what our purpose is when we do what we do, like recording this episode right now. We don't need to figure it out. People have to see how they can thrive. They have to know there is a way, regardless of, what your personality type is, what your strengths are. There is a way you could be a man that only knows how to mop a floor. That's the only skill you got is to mop a floor. That's the only skill you got. Be good at it. Be the best you can be. Show up to work and do that. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you can't give up. What are we going to leave our percentages with? What really are we going to leave them with? Dog, we... Regardless of what, like, dog, no, your skill set could be whatever it's going to be. Like, your strengths are going to be what it's going to be. But work at it. Do something different to to make yourself more valuable. Got to do something different, man. We, we losing out here. Why are we the lowest percentage? Why? So that brings me to a point, right? So as we become aware of mental health issues that you may be dealing with for whatever reason. Can you guys speak on what's the fear of taking the first step? I can tell you mine in any aspect is the fear of the perception of me. Even though I don't necessarily worry about how people perceive me, I don't want to feel like I'm giving up. And that's more of an internal thing. Yeah, I feel like whether it's going to therapy or seeking any sort of help, whether it's medication or anything, is a form of me saying, this situation or life is too much and I have to get away from that. That's my worry. That's I'll let, yeah, bro. Floor is yours on that one. Cause I'm, I'm thinking about. Hey, now you're saying the first, the first step, step towards taking care of your mental health. Yeah. Oh shoot. I don't even, I don't even have the fear no more. Yeah. It's completely gone. Okay. So, so I open myself up to any and every vulnerability that I have that I know about myself. Mm-hmm. I expose my vulnerabilities on purpose to heal through it. Is that something that tri- that made you or helped you to do that? 
Because you weren't always that way, were you? Yeah. No, this is going to sound real cheesy. Social media. Now, when I say social media, I say that because when when you when you're tapped into social media and you're locked into it, you see a lot of people putting a lot of effort behind things that they post. Yeah. Like I see people who post a picture and they was at the beach and it looked like they was editing it for thirty years. Mm-hmm. Or you Chris. see somebody post a, a video and they're talking about something and there's sounds and there's lights and. You know, I see all these elaborate reels and yeah. all of that. And I was like, you know what? I ain't doing that. I'm going to post the most bare bones, basic content that I can post. And if two people resonate with it, I'm good. I stopped being a numbers guy in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And when I say I stopped being a numbers guy, I stopped validating myself by how many people agreed with me or perceive me in a favorable way. So now I'll post something and my wife will be like, why did you, why did you do that on camera? And I said, I know why you're asking me that. She said, why? I said, because we're different now. You still have a level of consciousness that you allow in that says, I can't post that picture like that with me looking like that. Yeah. I can't post this video with me saying that because then people might say, well, what, why did he, blah, blah. and I'm completely open to it. I'm completely yeah. Open to it, I'm okay with any reaction that I'll get from it because I'm embracing an insecurity. I was gonna say, I think, and to be specific, yeah. you're yeah. talking about posting something with the flaws. Oh, yeah, yeah right. I'm posting yeah. with the flaws. I want so you- there's nothing lost in translation yeah. that people talk yeah. People will post all day of something that may be inappropriate or that's, yeah. Yeah. that's yeah, I'm magical. Talking about you're talking about posting the flaws. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I want you to know, like, yeah, I filmed this video and it was dark in here. Yeah, it was something on the wall. Yeah, I, yeah, I had on just a t shirt and my hair wasn't brushed. Like, I embrace vulnerability so much. Like, I can sit here and tell you anything, yeah. and I would not be embarrassed. Mm. I'm just at peace with it in that way. Yeah, the first the first step is accepting, like, <laughs> yo, man, it's so powerful, man. Because you, you have to move past what other people think about you. Yeah, man. You, you have to move past, past that. It. That's the first step. You got to move mm-hmm. past what anybody thinks perceives about what you're about to express about yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to move past it. And, you know, we all in this conversation all mention what other people have said or thought or viewed us or how the stigma is. We have to remove the stigma. That's the first step. Addressing what the stigma is. And removing it because it's how I feel, not what the stigma says I'm supposed to feel. Mm-hmm. That's my thought. It's kind of removing the stigma. See, mine's I think is so tough sometimes because it's internal. Mm. I don't worry about how other people perceive me. Mm. I worry about how I will perceive me if I do certain things. Mm. So you're constantly looking in the mirror? Absolutely. Mm. That's your driving focus? What you see in the mirror is your driving focus. 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, minds is what, my, a lot of minds is what other people saw. Mm-hmm. That's just my, you know, I've always been someone that pleased people. Yeah. That's just been, I expended more energy trying to please people than myself. That's my truth. Mm-hmm. So to have your lens to only worry about the person you want to see, mm-hmm. I would love to have that view. 
when you get off that, your life going to change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Your life going to change. It's still a battle, though, because, right, because you're looking at an image that can't be perfected. Right. Because I'm imperfect. Right. It's the same battle. Right. It's just a different lens. Right. That's crazy. That's why I think it's important to embrace the stages. Like, this life is a journey, right? Like, it's not a definite beginning and a definite end. Right. You know, it's, it's a journey. So I just embrace where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I, I know where I'm at in my life right now, and I'm okay with that. And I'm going to make improvement. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. I'm okay I ain't got it all right yet. I'm good with it. Yeah, that's good. It can resonate, man. Yeah. It's powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We talked about relationships earlier too, right? So how you, you guys ever had an instance where you maybe you feel that weakness or you have something you want to express, but you're worried about the backlash. Yeah. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you may receive. All the time. All the time. Tell me about it. Man, I well, we married, so I mean, shoot, that happened a lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I would say specifically as it comes to because even when you're married, you're still gonna have preferences i mean it's just part of life because y'all are two different individuals right right um but sometimes you just try to gauge whether you stating your opinion or how you feel about that whether that will be a healthy contribution or an unhealthy contribution at that moment because maybe when my wife is expressing something and i can tell that there's a little bit more emotion involved in what she's saying i re- i i make the decision to reserve my thoughts until she's less on that. Mm. So maybe in a couple hours, we can circle back around. Hey, by the way, when you was talking about that, this is... So it's not such a fear to backlash, but the presence of mind to know that that moment might not be the time. But I do got to circle back around to it because then, like you said, I won't be able to look myself in the mirror because then Mm. I feel like I've just been dishonest to the person that I'm supposed to love in the most special way. So I got to tell her eventually... But that moment may not be it. But oh yeah, you worry about the backlash. If she come home and say, babe, I just had the longest day. I did this. I did this. And you be like, oh my God, when I left this morning, everybody was still asleep. Yeah. And some nights when I come home, everybody might be asleep. But you better not in that moment say, you know, I had a long day too. She going to be like, how? Because yeah. you was playing all day as far as I'm concerned because you wasn't here. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, Dag, I wasn't playing, but I get where you coming from. So I'll talk about my day later. That's hard. Yeah, that's hard, man. That's, that's hard. That's hard. Because that's you, hard. You, you're trying to find the value in, you almost devalue or backburner yourself to find the value in, or not necessarily to find the value. I mean, you could put it I as value. No, no, like, no like, like, like I see what y'all getting at. Like, check it yeah. out. I went to a car wash today. I pull up. They start washing the outside of the car. And then you get to that one part where they tell you to get back in your car. And do they say put it in drive? They say no. Put it in neutral. Because yeah. the thing is just going to take you. Yeah. And then when you get on the other side of that car wash and they're going to wipe the interior, they say put it in drive. Yeah. So that's how I view my relationship when we're discussing things and she's presenting her perspective. Sometimes I got to go in a neutral. Mm-hmm. I just put my thoughts in neutral. Do you you ever find yourself at a point in time where you don't want to be in neutral? Of course. That's that's what I'm talking about. Of course, but I slipped that mess in the neutral anyway. And that's what's hard, I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is, but I understand that is for the the greater good. 
And then she's going to appreciate me later for it because I didn't say something contrary to what she said in a way that made her feel like I'm devaluing her. Yeah. I need to keep her valued so that she I, understands that. And then I we guess, can circle back. I guess, you know, I can, uh, like, I could, uh, I yeah. could say, like, it's, it's hard because you're always compensating for something else. Yeah, man. You're always. You got to. But you can't live your life that way. That's just the that's just my that's that's what's changed for me cuz I used to. I think when we've had the mental health conversations in the past, the podcasts like that's that's I've personally had to because I was like, "Dang, I'm doing this too much. I'm not getting nothing." Mm-hmm. I'm not getting nothing. <laughs> and it's and if I don't ever express it, my wife is not going to try to force me until I show signs. Yep. She she's, expects you to talk. She expects me. Yeah. Because that's her. Yeah. She so exactly. So talk. if she's like, okay, I talked to he, he, we both talked. Oh, we're good. Mm-hmm. In my mind, I'm like, ah, <laughs> I want to die right now because I had more to say. You got to circle back, bro. You got to spin the block. But that's the thing. So it's yeah. like, what I have to say is it going to create backlash? Mm-hmm. And a mm-hmm. lot of times when it you're does. in that position, it does. It does. It so does. it's like. It does. But you know what? I'm I'm willing to fall on that sword. I'm willing to take the backlash if I got to say it in that moment. It all depends because on what's what your the, punishment be, be, will be. be. No, no, but listen. What's yeah. the worst For that every, can happen? Yeah. What's the so worst that can happen? Thing, right? I tell, uh, that's what I, your household, <laughs> that's what I always what's say. What's the worst that can happen can be different from what's the worst that can happen. Absolutely. I, I know for me. I know for me. Absolutely. There's no there's no textbook yeah. on no. how to handle it at that no. point. I'm but I'm okay with it. I'm okay yeah. with my worst case the scenario. Backlashes. Because some men right. aren't. They can be yeah. like, nah, but I see, want that worst case You gotta be at, Yeah, because they, they, they want they want the happy ending. But yeah. see, you gotta yeah, be they at want peace they want. though. You gotta be at peace with yourself. So you gotta be happy mm-hmm. with falling on that sword. Because even if the worst happens, eventually the sun gonna come out again. You just gotta get through that moment. And I'll fall on that sword. Put it on the floor. I'll fall on it. Yeah. I, I'm good. The backlash game is crazy because it's like you could be having a good night. And you just want to express yourself. And then, like, it go downhill real quick because you want to express yourself. Yep. And sometimes you're passionate about something that that other person, is, your significant other, may not feel the same way. She's like, why are you so opinionated about this topic? Don't sell yourself short. Tell her why. It's not. It's the backlash. It's okay, though, bro. It's going to be okay. Yeah. She's yeah. not going to leave you. It, it's not that I'm I'm saying that she is. We're We're open enough that we can have those conversations. It's just like how sometimes you're trying to gauge how much of what I want to say can I get off at this moment. How much do I like? You're right. We both had a long day. My long day, different from your long day. Mm-hmm. Not more or less, different. Different. That's all. It's different. You said it right. It's different. Mm-hmm. We are not the same, but we have to come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. And we both have to be able to express ourselves. Like, I'll just tell you guys, because I'm, I'm, I could go quickly in it, like, Sometimes, like, my wife will say things about her day that tries to validate what she's done. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, and I, we go, we both battle with that. Right. So, I mean, tonight I think was a good conversation, man. It's like, I truly appreciate what we've been able to do here. And um, just real quick, any closing remarks y'all have? I was going to say, I you think you can this... tell, like, somebody who's struggling to be at this point that we're at, what would you tell them? I think four words, take the first step. Okay. Take the first step. I honestly feel like what we're doing should be bigger than what yeah. it actually is. Yeah. But it's not because some guys just not going to let that stigma go. But we, I just glad that we're able to provide a space where, hey, if in secrecy you you yeah. feeling this and you peeping yeah. it, that's enough for me. Yeah. So I, I would say that message: find this space, whatever it is for you, and 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 do that, and do it. You need it. Trust me. See y'all. Don't devalue yourself, whether you're man or woman. You are a pivotal part of your household. Accept your role. Motivate yourself before you can motivate others to find what makes you happy. Find your motivation, what makes you happy. Pursue it, excel in it. Don't settle for mediocrity when it comes to how you feel. You're valued, but you got to value yourself. Your household responsibilities are what they are. Don't let that define you. You are more than your responsibilities. You are a human being. So I want to thank you guys, man. Again, thank you guys for coming. Thank you guys for, as we've been able to sit here and talk about something that's a stigma. I think we've been able to do a good job and unlock this tonight. Even though we didn't express everything, we were able to open up just a little bit. Gave uh, gave the viewers a, uh, a taste of uh, what's going on with us and the things that we're dealing with. And just as the guy said, man, don't, be afraid to open up and find your safe circle. Doesn't have to be with us. Doesn't mean you have to do this on the camera. It doesn't mean that you have to do it in front of a big platform, but find it because you need it. And um, everybody's worthy of it because everybody goes through things in life and it doesn't make you less than it doesn't make you um, a person who's ill-equipped to deal with life. It just makes you human. So thank everybody for joining us tonight. Again, sorry for the long wait, but we wanted to make sure when we came back that we done it properly for you guys. Life distractions get in the way, but we didn't let that stop us. We had a good show tonight. I'm going to ask my man Top to take us out here as we uh, finish out tonight with men's mental health. And everybody have a good night.